Hey folks, as of midnight June 12, 2023, SAG-AFTRA is on strike, joining the already striking WGA on the picket lines. Yep, the AMPTP refuses to give a fair deal to not only the writers, but now the actors. No actors, no writers. The ding-dongs like Bob Iger and David Zaslav think you can just make shows and movies with computers instead of trained professionals. The AMPTP want to starve SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. They want them to lose their homes. They want to destroy the unions, their bank accounts can continue to swell. See, all CEOs, all capitalists, all corporate whores, not just in Hollywood, but on Main Street and Wall Street too, they hate unions. And you're going to be hearing stuff out of the strike and you're going to be thinking to yourself, uh-huh, that sounds like my industry, my job. Oh, it sounds like that because it's the same. Actors, writers, truck drivers, electricians, they're all workers. We are all workers. And we're all entitled to the fruits of our labor. The bosses think that they're entitled to it. They're not. This is a historic work stoppage. The Actors Union and the Writers Union haven't been on strike together since 1960. That industry-wide shutdown created the residual payment system so that actors, writers, and directors could finally participate in the profits that their hard work continued to generate for the studios through reruns. Stuff like that. Back then, television was pretty new, and labor knew that they would get hosed by the bosses with new technology. So to get a fair deal, they went on strike. Sound familiar? It should. Streaming residuals, new tech. Generative AI, new tech. The bosses are looking to hose the workers again. And also the audience. People always joke, oh, Hollywood hasn't made anything good in the last 10 years anyway, so who cares? Bullshit. Without unions, everything that you watch would look like the trash student films that JP and I made in college. Hey, hold on. The Killers was the bomb. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. But everything else. Yeah, okay. Unions are your friend. In Hollywood, on Main Street, at school, at the factory. The CEOs are not. They'd replace you in a fucking second with a robot or a computer or one of those, like, naughty drinking bird things, like in the that Simpsons episode. They do that without a second thought about your kid's dinner or your mortgage or your health insurance. Yeah. You want to automate everything? Fine. Give us universal health care. Give us universal basic income. Give us free college. Give us government subsidized housing. No? Don't want to do that? Then give the workers a fair deal, you greedy jagoffs. Well, hey, you know what? Give labor a fair deal and then do all that other shit anyways. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, if you can support not only the Striking Guild members, but the other film and TV pros who are affected, pass along a gift at entertainmentcommunityfund.org. Solidarity forever. Workers of the world unite. Hey, uh, do you know who the SAG president was in 1960? Uh, who? Uh, known union hero, Ronald Reagan. Motherfucker! Fucker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Good old union-busting Ronnie Reagan. Yeah, that's what he's known for. Oh, man. You know, he used to be a liberal Democrat back in the day, back when he was SAG president. And then somewhere along the line, the corporations got to his brain, and then it all started to melt. And then... Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. Hey, I am J.P. Russell, joined, as always, by everybody's favorite chief of surgery, Adam Busher. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I was in college for long enough to have become a doctor, and I barely got a Bachelor of Science. So. That was the joke, and I'm glad that you got there. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Adam, I went to Italy um, back in 2018. Big brag. I was fortunate enough uh, to go visit some family over there. Uh, while I was there, one of my last days, I was actually in a little roadside cafe with my cousin. And I saw a guy who looked like you. And thinking about it now, I'm wondering if either A, there's any chance that that guy listens to our podcast or B, if he has a podcast with a guy that looks like me. One can only hope. I was going to say, uh, it's possible that maybe it's it's a long-lost family relation, but I think the white half of my family's uh, Dutch, so... Well, God damn it! Today we're talking about The Hunting Party, the 11th episode of Season 2, and the 36th episode of Lost overall. Our centric character is everyone's husband of the year, Dr. Jack Shepard. Hunting Party takes place on the 51st and 52nd days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam, 
Mm-hmm. Do you have a recap? I certainly do. Serve it. Who likes walking? <laughs> On the island. Fed up with being ignored by his fellow survivors, Michael Dawson goes searching for his missing son. And in the before times, Dr. Jack Shepard sets out to surgically transplant some hope into the world, mostly because the patient's daughter is hot. Uh, yeah. Hey, JP, <laughs> how long does it take to train an army? Longer than 12 years, it's the hunting party here on Lost on Lost. <laughs> That's a joke for everybody who listened to the War Trip episode. <laughs> yeah, yep. JP. Yeah. We have a guest. Do we? We certainly do. It is episode 66 of this podcast. <laughs> We've been doing it for over two years. I got real sad when you just said that. Coming back from all the way back in episode two of Lost on Lost. Welcome back to the show, Elena. Hello. So happy to have you back. I don't think we've ever officially said this. Our pilot was not our first recorded episode. Elena is truly our first guest. Uh, Lost, Lost on Lost. Lost official first guest. Kind of like the third founder. Like we don't say it, but like we yeah. know it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of took like a backseat approach, kind of a god figure, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The DNA of, of everything about that episode is steeped within every subsequent episode. Right. The A in DNA stands for Elena. Exactly. <laughs> and the DN stands for D's nuts. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. Man, I'm glad you said that. I was like, wait, we could do, do not resuscitate and what else? Uh, it just came to me. Just like D's nuts. <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. It was beautiful. No, that was a thing of beauty. Two years in the making. Over two years. So in the two years and three months-ish, what's been happening in the uh, world of media consumption with you, Elena? Oh, dude, I was listening back to the beginning of that episode. I was talking about how they were filming the end of Supernatural and wondering what was going to happen with that. And all I will say to that is we were promised peace when we were done, and it has not delivered that yet. Oh, boy. Which has been fun. We had a long-form discussion about that. That was a mess. That was a lot. Since then, I have really gotten into Stranger Things again since season four mm -hmm. dropped mm -hmm. um as any fan and media scholars person will tell you good tv is great bad tv is even better because there's stuff <laughs> to talk about with sure. it so season four did that great so i've been in the thick of that um i've been making tiktoks about that for a while now and i'm starting a youtube series on it soon probably this year which nice. should be fun do you guys want to talk about some lost oh my god yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before we talk about old lost, we should talk yeah. about some new lost first. Some new lost, baby. Um we record the show and the delay between the airing and whatever. So, sometime in August, this will have happened 3 months ago. Yeah, we <laughs> polished the shit out of this turd. Uh yesterday May 30th, um there was an article that came out in Vanity Fair is an excerpt from this upcoming book. It's going to be released on June 6th, which is for you listening currently a couple of months ago, should be easily available for you to get your hands on. The The chapter that appeared in Vanity Fair was uh, was uh, something something else. It's by Maureen Ryan. Uh, it's an expose um, into the uh, continuing toxic culture of Hollywood writers rooms and uh, and and other things like that. Now the book itself is I don't believe the entire thing is about Lost. I believe that it's about Hollywood writers rooms in general um, and Lost just happened to feature in this because of its particularly toxic workplace. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have the I have the subtitle of the book here. So it's it's Burn It Down. There we go. Power, complicity, and a call for change in Hollywood. There we go. That sub uh, subtitle there is actually pretty important too, because this is not the first time that this conversation has come up about toxic workplaces, no. especially in Hollywood, and not even just about Lost. Yeah, because um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, as fans, uh, you know, those of us that were fans back in the day, we knew that 
getting close to the end, there were certain actors that were checking out because they weren't necessarily Mm -hmm. getting along with everybody. There were writers that left for whatever reason. There were cast members that left for whatever reason. The only place where trickle down actually works is in in a- Toxicity? Yeah, toxicity, exactly. It all starts at the top. In the article itself, Marine had spoken with Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. They both had varying shades of- claiming ignorance saying like carlton like straight up was like nobody ever came to me and nobody ever abc never came to me like uh, if that happened that sucks and i'm really sorry i I wish that people would have told me because i would have did something about it and it's like look in the mirror dude like if you're being a good dude the complaints don't appear like damon he had like this false dichotomy thing it was like i would rather be a a talentless hack and a good boss than a world-renowned writer and and an asshole it's like well you can be both like you can be good you can make good tv and not be a prick and it happens out here right so this article's out there and yeah like i said some not necessarily any necessarily too new information it's more specific information uh which is good because this is the type of thing that people don't voice their complaints about it people people don't voice the abuses whatever that they went through we can't fix it and so we got we should, should absolutely should 100 i feel like the uh the writer of the article did a really good job highlighting how lindelof's like i don't remember it but i'm sure i did it like him on that side saying that and then yep. the other guy saying like i don't remember and also this is like a lie yep. and her even calling out saying like you were still 30 years old Mm-hmm. when you were doing that mm-hmm. you sure. should have known better mm-hmm. and also ignorance hurts people right. and yeah. like that is in itself a thing and i just i'm excited to read yes. the rest of her book i think she's gonna have a lot of really good points to yep. make and so i'm excited to kind of hear her conclusions on things yeah for exactly. sure and see what other writers and other people she was able to talk to and able to get them to share their stories and get their mm-hmm. shit, get their, you know, their part out there. Because, yeah, like she there were several writers that went unnamed in the article. So, yeah. So just, you know, truth to power, people speaking, speaking their truth and getting the getting the story out there. And, you know, you got to hope another book like this doesn't have to be written in another 15 years. Mm-hmm. You would think. People just be nice to each other. It's 100 percent possible to make good art and not be a prick while doing it. Watch. We find out in five years that the writer's room of Ted Lasso was just an absolute absolute horror show <laughs> no it's like what the most yeah. po- the most positive piece of entertainment on fucking television and everybody in there was an abusive prick awesome <laughs> mostly i think they were just going through divorces <laughs> yeah well, speaking of going through divorces yeah do y'all want to talk about the hunting party let's do it the hunting party originally aired on january 18th 2006 it was written by elizabeth sarnoff and christina m kim and was directed by stephen williams Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim are both women that Jack would hate. Um, And Stephen Williams is a man Jack would let die on the table. First scene, flashback. Yeah, starting flashback. Jack and Christian. Sorry, his dad's name is Christian. I know I've missed a lot. Christian Shepard. For fuck's sake. (laughs) What's his hammer hitting me over the head? This like never happens, right? Like a, a father and son duo running, this like running roughshod over a hospital. I don't know. <laughs> Nepo babies, man. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Nepo babies got the skills to pay the bills, and that's why Jack is here. There's this old Italian dude and his hot Italian daughter. <laughs> his Bond girl of a daughter. Oh, yeah. Every time they cut to her, I was like, are they like putting Vaseline on the lens for her? <laughs> like every time she's the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. And then it cuts to him and his buzz cut. And I was like, could you go away? <laughs> could you please stop? <laughs> we don't get her name until almost the end of the episode, right? What? That's not true. Yeah. I would never just write lady in my notes until the last <laughs> page of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> So on Lostpedia, it just refers to her father as her father. You then have to go into her character profile and go under family to find that her dad's name is Angelo. Even in the episode recap, he doesn't get a name. They call him at some point, I think, Mr. Busani. I think that was the only name we got for the two of them in this scene. Ridiculous. Um, He's got a tumor on his spine the size of his entire spine, I think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. You know what I'm saying? Christian's like, how are you alive? Yeah. (laughs) We can't fix this. This is like, it's all all cancer. The whole thing's cancer. The whole thing's a tumor. Then, uh, yeah, Octopussy is like, we didn't come here for you. (laughs) We came here Ah! for him. (laughs) (laughs) There was this time that Jack... (laughs) took a woman who wasn't supposed to be able to walk 
and made her walk again. And yeah. that uh, apparently words got out that he's some sort of surgical miracle worker. And yeah. so that's why they're here. They, they're like, okay, Christian, well, we know you can't do it because you got the shakes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Jack can probably do it because his alcoholism isn't advanced that far yet and he'll be fine. I have a very old car. Sure. Yes. That I could not get to pass an emissions test due to a check engine light that is persistent. It's just a sensor that's going bad. So that I could pass an emissions test, I just took the fuse out for the check engine light Smart. so that it could pass. Yep. That does not make me an awesome mechanic. That does not make me <laughs> the car miracle worker. That just makes me lucky every once in a while. To his credit, Jack does say, that was dumb fucking luck. Like, yeah. yes, I am a that good a surgeon. One-off. I saved her life. Yes. Which is <sighs> like my like stated goal in most cases. Mm-hmm. Her being able to walk. And, you know, sometimes lucky, sometimes good, sometimes both. <laughs> Yeah, but they're like, whatever. We we just want you to try. That's why we came all the way here. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, just give it the old college try. And Jack's like, sure. And, uh, and Kristen's like, you fucking knob, you dipshit. <laughs> I'm realizing now, because like as we now know, by the end of the episode, Gabriella like knows a bunch of stuff about him. But I am realizing, I was like, this was 2006. Like yeah. it's not like she was like, yeah, on your Instagram, like you talk about this stuff <laughs> and everything. Like she was fully like yeah. PI, like. Yeah getting into the shit like newspaper clippings and right. I'm just like she's a much more interesting character if yeah. she's like obsessed she hired this man to be her dad no. and is just like trying to sleuth something out it's odd right. <laughs> she's yeah. an odd I mean because she's not a person she's not supposed to be a person she is a foil right. her dad is Angelo the angel who's just supposed to be there and then go like <laughs> there's so there's so much and so little happening with her it's yeah. riveting Christian storms off and that's kind of <laughs> the end of that oh th- 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 this was the aggravating thing to me it got to the end of the thing and she and he was like yes I'll do it and then she was like mm, thank you and then he like laughs <laughs> it's like like the big deal in the the gone girl thing was like Ben Affleck they were interviewing him about his missing wife and then he smiles it's like don't smile when you're supposed to be sad that's like yeah. rule number one <laughs> right the dude covered in cancer still right yeah. there yeah <laughs> like calm down anyway hatch hatch time baby hatch time Jack wakes up in his nice hey. comfy bed must be oh, nice what? All those fucking people still sleeping on the beach. Jack gets a bed. <laughs> he woke up as though it, he was like dreaming, remembering this time about this light. Like that was the weird sort of cut, like the, mm-hmm. out of the flashback. He's like, oh, God. Yeah. It's like, uh, I've never slept better. He's looking for Locke. Um, all of a sudden, ch- ch- get the racking of uh, action behind him. And it's Michael. Just, Master plan Michael. Just telling him to get, get in there. Just get in the safe. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you? What? Like, what, what's going on? You knocked out Locke. Whoa, hey. We're all friends here. Can we talk about this? He's like, no, I'm I'm going to go get my son. Ugh, this old thing again. Uh, the subtext here is I've been trying to talk to you all about this since I came back. And yeah. you're all like. We'll get to it. So no, we can't talk about it anymore. I'm going to go get my son. Yes. It was interesting for me. I read the article on like my lunch break. Yep. And then I watched this episode and it was really interesting, you know, having read the actor's comments about how he was like, I was not going to play a stereotype. I wanted this father's relationship with his son to matter more than anything. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting watching it then be treated so one note still where he was just repeating, I'm going to get my son. I'm going to do this. And like everyone was referring to it as just, oh, how annoying that he went to go get his son. And I was like, why wouldn't he? Like, why wouldn't that be the most important thing to him? Of course. And so it was just interesting to have that color on it this time. Yeah. Harold Perrineau going out of his way when they were producing this. He's like, I do not want to be the stereotypical absentee black father. I'm not doing that. Don't Mm -hmm. make me. Because when fucking Claire got captured, everyone and their dad showed up. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. like Walt goes missing and they're like, yeah, but we got to build a fucking golf course, man. (laughs) Jack was so aggressively like, I'm going to get Michael back and da 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 da. And I was like, why aren't you getting Walt back? Like, and again, for me, like I've just watched that episode we watched (laughs) two years ago and then this one. And so I was like, who matters and why is really weird. Yeah. Walt didn't choose to leave. Michael did. And Jack doesn't like people choosing to leave him was the story of this episode. Oh. Elena, do you have a nutcracker sitting next to you? Because I think you cracked this nut wide open. 
open. I crack D's nuts, right? <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> Cold open. Oh, he threatens to shoot the computer. He's like, get in there. And he's like, okay, fine. And he locks him in there. The two of them wake up. And <laughs> what happened? Michael jumped me. He locked me in there. He's going after Walt. The button. Oh, let's hope somebody comes and boosts us out. He's like, let's just go through the vent. Let's die hard this motherfucker. He's like, yeah. I bolted it shut because I'm insane. Um, <laughs> Oh, good idea. It's like, well, the armory serves very little purpose of people if there's just like a little hatch that you can get in. Yeah, that's a fair point. We established, oh, no one's coming for four hours. What about the button? It's like, this is just manufactured tension that doesn't even get built up for anything. Cut this scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come back from the lost card at the beach. Sawyer yeah. being like, I need to change my bandit. Like, which is exactly where we go. We cut to the right. beach. Immediately back to the hatch. <laughs> right. Again, establishing that the distance between the hatch and the beach and the time it takes to cover that distance is completely dependent on what happens. It's way less than 108 minutes. Sawyer's taking a nap. Kate wings a banana at him. He's like, oh, there's more pleasant ways to wake somebody up. Slime. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I think they doinked at this point. I I can't remember. So they're flirting. It's weird. She's kind of digging it, it seems. Yeah, but he's like, I gotta get my band-aid changed. Kate's (laughs) like, yeah, you need your band-aid changed. Let's go do that. And he's like, okay. And then, yeah, they're there. Yeah. There, there, there we're, the we're just there. Everything that just happened in the previous scene is described. Uh, yeah. Michael locked us in here. They pushed the button. Uh, we're going to go after him because reasons. Because we follow Jack and Jack said we have to. Yeah. This is also where they collect the shit. Like Sawyer's like he grabs a gun. He's like I'm coming along. He's like you can't. You're on antibiotics. It's like good thing my doctor's coming with me. So funny to be like you can't. I was like oh is his leg or you're on antibiotics. Cool. You're going to get out there and your tummy's not going to be able to handle all the fruit that we're going to be eating (laughs) because your gut biome has been disrupted by the antibiotics. (sighs) Shut up doc shut up sawyer (laughs) kate's like i want to come and jack's like you can't you have a uterus get back in the hatch yeah your ovaries are gonna slow us down (laughs) the frequency between your ovaries and his antibiotics it's just not tenable they'll see us coming a mile away (laughs) way too much for me to handle as a doctor (laughs) antibiotics menstruation i'm assuming you are why else would you be so crabby (laughs) i want to go you can't why not fuck off cut to a flashback they're flirting. That's the only thing I wrote down. Qu- yeah, flirting question. They're mark. running yeah. tests on the guy. the The big thing is that they've been flirting so long that it's now <laughs> four thirty in the morning. He lost track of time till four thirty in the morning, and she looks great. She's still in like a suit jacket, like oh, and a cool turtleneck. Yeah, <laughs> Jack is. 15 years old because if he were 35 which is how I think how old I think he's supposed to be give or take he would have absolutely known it was 430 because he would have gotten tired seven hours before that yeah (laughs) yeah she's like you must be married to somebody really cool to let you stay out so late and he's like I am not I gotta go yeah (laughs) definitely not married to somebody who's gonna put up with me being out actually he's like I am she's not I gotta go (laughs) but this is the thing where yeah she's like "I, I did my research I know you're married don't do that. Just <laughs> don't do the research That's into my life. Weird. <laughs> you're lucky you're so hot. <laughs> yeah, she had to do a lot of work to to do that. She had to like rip a paper off of a fax machine <laughs> with like a dot matrix printer or something like that. Well, yeah. she's a Bond girl. She has connections. Like that's oh, actually yeah. just a phone call for her. Yeah, that's yeah she just gets a dossier. Give me the president of information. It probably gets delivered in a Halliburton <laughs> case. Yes. Fuck yeah. So Jack goes home. He's like, yeah, I fucked up. I shouldn't have been here this long. Uh, I've got to go home. And he makes his way home to to his wife, Sarah, Julie Bowen. My girl, Julie Bowen, with her teeny tiny eyebrows. So like, he's getting undressed and getting into bed. He takes off his shirt. He does not have an undershirt on. I was noticing things like this, which speaks a lot to my own personal entertainment level. Right. (laughs) How how riveting this episode was. Yeah. (laughs) He gets in bed. Sorry, I didn't mean to wake you up. Oh, it's okay. It's fucking 6 30 in the morning. I have to go to the yeah, gym and shit. Like, I gotta go. He gets into bed. She gets up and he's like, Where are you going? It's the morning. Why did you it's, even bother yeah. coming home? Why didn't you just like call and be like, Hey, I slept at the office. I've got a really hard case. I'm sorry. Right. I gotta come back to the hospital and deal with this guy some more. Yeah. Hey, I took a I took a pregnancy test. And then he has a really shitty reaction. She's like, it's negative. Neat. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? 
not with you. What's, yeah. to talk, what's to talk about? Like him coming back that late and her having the reaction. I was like, eh, they're going to get divorced like any second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Knowing what her final scene is, the only reason this episode would be interesting to watch again would only be to be watching her knowing yeah. Like she's already decided uh, sure. some stuff yeah. as right. opposed to her being like oblivious or pretending. Yeah. She's like, no, I know what's going on. And like her bringing up the pregnancy test that way is almost her being like, watch this. Yeah. See how you react? Cool. See? I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm preparing information for our divorce case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like part of me is like, okay, so like, yeah, we find out later she's seen somebody else. Like I hope somewhere in Jack's head, he's like, man, we haven't had sex in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the jungle. I hope you guys wrote down some what happened here because I just wrote down why is Jack a psycho? <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. this this is where he says to like Locke finds a footprint. This yeah, is where he says okay. like no gun for Kate. You that's right. Stay and take care of the button. You're not coming. You stay here. That's, right. that's, that's, that's what happens. It. And yeah. he's really, really aggro about it. We cut to a commercial, and then we're back in the jungle following the boys' trip. Just like boys Saturdays are for the boys, you know? No girls allowed. <laughs> we're going to talk about boobs and golf and whatever and smoke some cigars. Like, you guys <laughs> fucking suck. Let's talk about Rogan. This is Jack and Sawyer arguing about which one of them Kate likes more. Yeah. Yeah, he's upset because from the recap thing, it was like Kate kissed... Jack, but Sawyer likes Kate. So somehow Jack's upset. I didn't watch the recap, so I don't know if they included. Oh. There's a scene from an earlier season two episode mm-hmm. where Jack, uh, Sawyer's delirious. He's recovering from a gunshot wound and Jack is like ministering to him and he's like, tell Kate, tell Kate I love her. I'm delirious. And Jack's like, I'm not Kate. Don't tell me all kinds of personal shit like this. this is, we're not there, bro. <laughs> but like that weirds him out because he's got a crush on Kate because because she's a girl. She's a girl. But then he heard Sawyer say those things and he's like, man, he's a really pretty man. Do I have feelings for Sawyer? For the record, the third biggest ship on Archive of Our Own for Lost is, of course, Sawyer and Jack. Sawyer and Jack. Because of course it is. They are designed for enemies to lovers. Right. Yep. Sack or Joyer. Oh. 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 Oh, my most profound apologies. Um, Yeah. Michael is not going to the place they came from. He was headed east. He's going north. north. They came from one place. Yeah. Okay, cool. Doesn't matter. Who cares? You know why? Because like we all know the last place anybody saw Walt was a fucking ocean. Like, why didn't he swim out of the fucking ocean? It doesn't matter where they're going or why or when. Anyway. Cut to the beach. (laughs) Jin watches Kate and Hurley talk. He doesn't understand what they're saying. He speaks Korean. Seems to be some sort of little tense conversation between the two of them, and he can at least pick up like, hey, something's going on. And, and, you know, the sun comes out to say, hey, the sun's out. You should wear a hat. (laughs) (laughs) For those at home, Adam's now wearing. It's a boonie hat. It's a boonie hat, yeah. Jin looks so fucking adorable in his little boonie hat. Um, <laughs> he does. Like, he does. He put it on, and it's just like a little too small for him. He's so just cute. Like, and he's, he's like, I don't want to wear this hat. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to wear it. You're going to like it. And you're so going to get sunburned otherwise. Yeah. And so he puts it on, and he just has this hat on now. And he's like, I feel like a dork. And it's like, you're not going to get sunburned now, though. And so that was really my only note of import during the scene was how adorable mm-hmm. Jin looked in his hat. <laughs> Hurley comes over and is like, uh, yeah, Michael's gone. Mm-hmm. So some folks went to go look for him. Jin's like... Oh shit, Michael's my boy. He's my he's my special <gasps> rap boy. Uh, so he starts packing a bag and son's like, uh, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm gonna go help find my friend Michael. And she's like, absolutely, you are not. I cannot go through this you running off to have an adventure, and I'm not sure if you're alive or dead thing again. We went through all that on the raft. He's like, Michael's my friend. She's like, Hey, I'm your fucking wife, dude. Yeah. Uh, and he puts the bag down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gonna sit this one out. From there, we cut back into the jungle. John and Jack are debating, just letting Michael go do his thing. This is the yeah. one where they, they just have this argument, and all I wrote down was, "I'm with Locke. Like they should let him go do his thing." And to go a step further, they should have just been helping him find Walt from the beginning. He is a child. Yeah. He got kidnapped. That's important shit. Why weren't you helping him? Fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. Flashback. Lady approves uh, this. <laughs> Gabriel. See, lady. It says lady, lady right there. Lady. Hey, lady. 
nice lady. lady. Uh, she approves the surgery. I'm assuming that's what they, she's doing. They're writing some papers, whatever. Like um, the day before the surgery. Yeah, she, he was like, oh, I forgot to have you sign some stuff. Could you just like really quick do that so that we can be alone in my office? It's just like an Arby's receipt <laughs> and like his cable bill. Can you sign all these? Yeah, I just want to stare into your face. Christian comes in and he's uh-huh. like, I have some forms for you to sign as well. This is dramatic hospital shit. Son, is that a woman in your room? Do you have an erection? <laughs> yes, and yes. Yeah. She's like, I was just leaving. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I'm definitely not going to try and fuck, the, uh, fuck your son later. <laughs> yeah. Also, again, on your note of like, don't look suspicious. Like, don't smile. It makes you look suspicious. Don't immediately leave if right. someone walks in on you. Just be like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Like, you got to linger yeah. <laughs> yeah. to diffuse your, the tension. Your first thing that you say when somebody comes into the room was like, oh, I was just leaving. Weird. I wasn't doing do anything. <laughs> Sus as hell. Oh, hi, Dr. Shepard. I was just signing these consent forms and Jack and I were talking about tomorrow's procedure. Oh, that's cool. I'm drunk. I was just signing these (laughs) consent forms. Consent makes me wet. Anyways, uh, (laughs) she leaves. Uh, And then just Christian's like, Hey, don't bang her, I guess. I've I've I know that face cuz I've made that face, son. Yeah. Uh, like I'm out here banging chicks. That's yeah. what I do. I'm Christian. I like to drink. I like to fuck. I'm dope as hell, and I understand why you want to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jack, it's time we had the uh it's time we had the talk. See, sex is a lot like the ocean. <laughs> I'm drowning in it. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. Jack's oh like, oh, pot, kettle, whatever. And Christian's like, okay, like, I know you're not going to get this point for like another four years of the show, but like, I want you to be better than me. Right. <laughs> like, you're, you're supposed to be better than me. You're not supposed to be like me. You're supposed to be better. I don't want you to accidentally knock some woman up and then have a son because I did that and it fucking sucked. <laughs> right. Or not accidentally knock up. Are there multiple women? Like, this dude's like a soap opera character in just like a regular drama. <laughs> yeah. Separately, literally, there's like a general hospital thing happening. It, like, it's like a Rosen oh, yeah. Prince and Guildenstern. Yeah. He walks off that set into shit that Jack is doing and is like, bro. And then goes back to his, like, there's a ghost in his, like. <laughs> he just walks onto the set of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Did a helicopter just crash into the roof of the hospital? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there were 45 survivors on the, that helicopter. <laughs> this is found. <laughs> there actually is an episode called And Found. Ew. I know. <laughs> It's a Sun and Jin episode, so it's actually it's pretty good. Oh, that's great. Uh, We cut to the jungle. They get shot at, and then... Okay, so my notes are out of order here, (laughs) because the first thing I wrote down that was of interest is they get shot at. But prior to that, Locke does ask Sawyer about his nickname. Sawyer's not your name. I read in the thing that your name is actually James Ford. Where'd you get that name? Who said I got it from anybody? They're desperately trying to... When when I was in college... And back, back in the dark ages, when you had to physically hand in a paper and it had to be oh two God. pages. And I was like, I wrote a page and a half and I have nothing less to say. And it was like, it better be two full pages. And I would increase the size yep. of the period <laughs> to 14. And Smart. basically every page, I would get one additional line. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing everything that I can. That's this whole script is like just nonsense to fill the time. Just say it again. Mm-hmm. Say mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I, really, I really hope something awesome happens in a second here. Pow, 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 pow. They start getting shot at. They're getting ambushed. Somebody's shooting at somebody. Uh, yeah, they don't necessarily have to take cover or anything, but like Jack runs off in the direction of the gunfire and they find like a tree that had been hit. Yeah, a tree that's been hit. They find three shell casings, which is a miracle because shell casings go all over the fucking place. <laughs> and then it's like, well, how many shots did you hear? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. All right. Cool. Neat. Call the fucking CSI guys. Like, what? We're not trying to solve a crime. Like, right. we're trying to, like, wh- where did it sound like the gunfire came from? That's the question. Yeah, that's that's such a good question and, like, so relevant to, like, what matters. Right. As opposed to they're like, oh, I think it was six. I think it was seven. Cool. My name's not yeah. Sawyer. But, uh, Jack is actually <laughs> short for John. Is it weird that your name is John and my <laughs> name is John? <laughs> There's some talk about, well, they they took Cindy a mile from our camp. and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you here for Michael or is this payback for getting shot? We each have our reasons for being out we here, Doc. Know. Okay. None of you should be out here. 
Not, There's not a no good movie. reason. Locke, Locke was right. Locke doesn't want to be here. Jack wants to prevent somebody from leaving him again. Sawyer wants to murder a bunch of folk. Kate was the only one who wanted to come along. She didn't have a good reason either. Jin wanted to go find Michael because he's his friend and he's at the <laughs> beach. Uh, cut to a flashback. Um, the guy dies. <laughs> Neat. Angela. Didn't see that coming. The oh. unnamed character dies. <laughs> Listen, we got named characters that die, and I'm not shocked by that. We all knew old man wasn't making yeah. out of fucking surgery. Can you imagine if he had, and Gabrielle had been like, cool, bye, and they just left, and he was like, blue balled, just like, wait, we're not gonna like, gotta, yeah. We, we, boom. Uh, he comes into the locker room. He's all mad because he's not super doc. He can't save everybody. He's all pissed. Jack is like quintessential. I am getting a good grade in doctor, which is a normal thing to want yeah. impossible to achieve. Yeah. Like as, as a burned out Gifton kid, not that I don't understand always striving for A pluses, but bro, holy shit, it's not helpful. Like right. it's so dumb. He only is able to measure success in terms of like his his like stats and has no sense of like curating a relationship or interaction or letting other people be involved. He's great with patients because they're unconscious. Of course he's good at it with them. I think on top of that, he's also just pissed because I think he thinks that letting that dude die is going to affect his chances with the car. <laughs> Right. Super fair. To D and D, it Jack is a min maxer, and mm. he yes. has minned his charisma, and he has maxed <laughs> his intelligence, and he just failed an intelligence roll, and he's real fucking angry about it. Well put, dork. <laughs> I'm on a call with people I played D and D with. Y'all be I know. <laughs> Christian sends him home. He's like, "Go take a shower. Go be with your wife. Don't do anything weird." Because right. I, again, I see in you weird stuff that I used to do when I was <laughs> Yeah. So yep. the yeah, fact that so. he was like, I know that you now are like, ooh, I get to go tell Gabriella and comfort her. And I yeah. am circumventing that was so good. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. I, I already told her she hates you. She thinks you're a hack. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he heads out to the parking lot. Um, she's out there crying in her car. It's a good place in any to cry. I suppose her dad just died. But then she sees him getting into his car, and she's like, yeah, you know, you tried your best, and that was all. Yeah. It was hope. And Okay, so like he doesn't kiss her, but he put himself in a situation where he knew he was going to have a choice whether or not to kiss her back, mm-hmm. and he put himself in the yeah. It's like, it's so much easier to just remove the temptation. Yeah. Go get in your car and drive mm-hmm. the fuck home. Okay, she's hot. So is Julie Bowen. Yeah. yeah. You, don't cradle, you don't cradle someone's face if you're like, please don't kiss me. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. what I was going to say. I was oh, like, stroking her hair, like rubbing her shoulders, being like, this is platonic, and I have boundaries with my patients. The back of her neck with both of his <laughs> hands like a hot bowl of soup. Like, you don't do that unless you're fitting mm-hmm. to kiss somebody. Like, he mm-hmm. could have just pat her on the head and said, poor little bunny. Uh, and then walked away. That would worked for some people. Yeah, yeah. well, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that's a different type of fanfic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, let me comfort you. And then she kisses mm-hmm. him. And there's very little initial hesitance. He's like, ah, yeah, this is, we all know this is w- what recovery looks like. But then he's like, oh, oh I, I, I can't. So he's like, I gotta get her. And then he got her and he's like, I don't want her. Yeah. Right. I know that I can, so now I can yeah. leave. If this interaction happened not in a parking lot in his office, would he have said, I can't? I don't know. He would have at least done some over the pants stuff before he said, I can't. It would have been like 15, maybe 20 minutes and just be like, okay, actually, I can't. Um, I'm going to go home and jerk off. And uh, he bails. He leaves. Uh, we'll cut to the night. jungle. It is nighttime. Again, my notes here are very sparse. Locke has lost the trail and Jack has the audacity. And this is not the first time someone's yelled this like, you don't just lose a trail. Yeah, the fuck you do. Yeah, especially in the dark. Right. I have done very minimal amounts of tracking, like basically just trying to find my dog in the snow. Um, (laughs) I've also done nighttime land nav for the army. Holy fuck, yes, you lose a trail. Real easy. There are whole courses in the army that they spend weeks teaching people just how to read a map and a compass. To still be bad at it. Yeah. So, yeah, they lost a trail. Some sort of argument like, oh, you, you just don't want to find him. I really don't. 
I've been clear. I've been clear about that. I don't want to find him, and I'm good at my job. <laughs> so deal with it. Don't fucking question me. Like I'm, st- I'm here doing the damn thing. Right. I am doing something I don't want to do. That doesn't mean I'm doing it poorly. Right. Um, and then we hear a voice. That's right, Jack. You should listen to Mister Locke. Tom Friendly, crackhead Santa. I fucking love Tom. I I love Tom Friendly. I love MC Ganey, and I love Tom Friendly. Cut to a commercial. Uh, yeah. We're right back into this same scene. Uh, Tom is there. Uh, he's calling for a parlay. He wants Locke to build him a fire. Says it's about time we have a little chat. He has this whole thing. When you come into somebody's house, do you take <laughs> off your shoes? Do you put your feet up on his coffee table? Do you fuck his wife? Do you whatever? And it's like Jack's like, yeah, I do all those things. I would every time. actually I have. I, it's I, on I, record. I, yeah, I would. I would one hundred percent do that. And then Locke, Locke is like, uh, point of order. When I first went into this swan, I did take my shoes off. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom's like, oh well, I think we're all good then. It depends. Do they have a cool computer I can play with? Do you got any games on your phone? Uh, and then we cut to the hatch. The H. Uh, Hurley and Charlie are just talking about girls. Talking about girls, talking about records. Broing down in the basement. One of them about to roll the fat dude. Like that's what I was thinking. Like, I was yeah. like, somebody's, somebody's about to like bust out Obi Bong Saber Kenobi and pull that Give out. Give me some of that Dharma Kush, bro. <laughs> Said comes out of there and say, "Hey, where'd you guys get here? I found Doritos." Like, just get fucking roasted. That's what I, w- I was like. Everybody, like, let's just chill. Like, that is a good fic. Would be those three as college roommates, right? Exactly. Just like I'll watch that sitcom. Yeah, and- Hurley's the happy-go-lucky one. Said's the kind of uptight one, and then Charlie's just kind of somewhere in the middle. But he's obsessed with women, and it's like weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, here's you know, Said, the adult, the most beautiful man in the world, right? <laughs> Who's just like, what are you two chuckle fucks doing here? Where's everybody else? Oh, they went out on this cool adventure to go find Michael. There's guns involved and stuff. Uh, and he's like, huh. All right. I mm-hmm. guess I'm in this scene with you two idiots. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like Saeed's like there and he sees Hurley. He's like, oh, okay. So that makes sense. You and I have been sidelined and we're two non-white characters. What's Charlie doing here? <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, well, he's an idiot. So yeah. it's like we come back to... Uh, the junk. The line, yeah. The line, yeah. I finally wrote it in my notes. The line. The line. Uh, it's got its own entry in Wikipedia or Lostpedia. Yeah. The line. It's this place in the jungle where they're not supposed to cross, whatever. It's all part of this little half assed peace treaty that they've negotiated here. Yeah. The line. It's just a clearing in the jungle. There's nothing really special about it. And I feel like, you know, also like a line is supposed to be like, Longer a line or whatever yeah like more like <laughs> more than one place yeah that doesn't really work this is the line this is actually a point you need two things this is the yeah. Th- yeah exactly um, you need two of them to make a line this is why i could never be a hollywood television writer because i'd be in the room and be like okay we do a bit here right like while tom is saying this is the line and across you can't like oh the, this is where in the middle of tom's speech alex Walks backward through the clearing, unrolling a big wide line of tape on the floor, <laughs> and like, and then they're like, "You're fired." I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> How come we can't do bits? Or, we don't do bits. It's a good bit. You are getting to a point that's like, we need something to let us know what this line is. Everything north of the bluffs, you guys can't go past. Right. You know, like give us, give us something. This right. spots the line. This island's fucking huge, dude. And it's round. Yeah. Yeah. Is the line round? Every boundary implies the violence that it requires to maintain it. And this is no different. Because um, <laughs> they're like, Jack's like, you're full of shit. There ain't, it's you and one dude with a gun. We got you outnumbered now. And if I go get the other 35 people that live at the beach, we got we we got this, and and Tom yeah. is like, oh, light them up, <laughs> and all these torches light up, and just drama kids all oh, around. It's so they're cool. like, he's like, dude, this will be so sweet. Just stand in the dark, you'll know, you'll know the cue. Just watch for it. Just watch. That's exactly it. They were practicing it all the the night before. Like while I'm distracting them with the talk about the line, and you guys have to get in a circle around them, like be quiet so they don't catch you. That way, when they realize they're surrounded, it would be really. Really, really, really cool. Should I wear my fake beard? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a fake beard. They are theater kids. Husband is the spirit gum. Is it? Is it okay? Listen, the the line between 
from cult leader to Mr. Shoe on Glee, it's a straight line, and it's not a long line either. <laughs> Speaking of lines, um, <laughs> uh, so he's like, "We're we're not. I'm not going to do the, like Jack's like all like I'm in like I don't care that you guys surrounded like I'm dealing. I'm doing the thing." And he's like, oh, "Well, you're not actually going to do that. We got a hostage." <laughs> Alex, bring her out. And then Kate, Kate's there. Oh, like there was like foreshadowing in the scene before, like when Saeed was like, "Everybody went. Who's everybody?" And they're like, "Oh, so oh yeah, Saeed, Kate, yeah. <laughs> the three white guys. Oh, and Kate. And Kate. It's like." Yeah. Oh, Oh, and Kate, oh, we haven't seen her. So, like, you know, going into the scene, it's like, no, it's a fucking course. It's going to be Kate, who had as much right to be there as any. Yeah, she had as much Kate. right to be there as anybody else. But, mm-hmm. whatever. yeah. If, she, if yep. they would have let her come along, she wouldn't have got caught. Mm-hmm. And then Tom's like, I'm going to fucking air hole her if you don't leave. And I'm going to count to one. So, <laughs> yeah, here's, here's the thing they have a fucking armory full of guns, right? The, the three of them have seven guns. Right. And they didn't even bring all the guns. Right, losing a few guns, while it sucks, we know we have more. It's also Kate's life. Right. Mm -hmm. Tom says, I'm going to count to three, and Jack takes till just shy of three to deliberate whether or not this is worth Kate dying for. Kate's now, to skip forward, Kate's very apologetic. She's very, I'm sorry, I ruined everything. Jack almost just let you die because of his ego. You should yeah. be furious yeah. at him. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna let her get shot because for your ego. Well and because Sawyer has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not even anything she did or reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sawyer in some sort of fever dream was like, I love Kate. And Jack's like, Not on my watch. I'd think <laughs> about letting her die. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna let her die, but I'm gonna think about it. Well, he was thinking that he had Sawyer all to himself. <laughs> exactly. See, this is again the enemies to lovers. He's it why? Is Jack upset that Sawyer likes Kate? The easier answer is because he's upset. It's not him that Sawyer has a crush on, obviously. Yep. Sack. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the beach. Yeah. Jin and Son are continuing to work on their communication. That's what I wrote down. This is that purple pink sky that happens mm. sometimes. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Fuck Hawaii is beautiful. Don't go to Hawaii. Go to but Hawaii. this is might be one of the prettiest shots of Hawaii we've seen so far. Absolutely gorgeous. Unreal. Um, just like I wanted to go. I'm. He's my friend. Like I care about him. I don't like being told what to do. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> I don't like being to yeah, remember when that's all you did for the first four years we were married? I do like that he was like fair fucking point. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Because uh, Jin is learning. Jin is a work yeah. in progress and, and we just love him. And he's he's just so adorable in a hat. Yeah, and like there's this little just like he's like, Yeah, I I suppose you didn't like being told what to do and he kinda of just like scoots closer to her it like It was so cute. Oh, it's so cute. Fucking adorable. We cut to a field, I guess, the jungle the yeah. A team makes it like it took Whatever. forever them for them to walk there. So obviously it takes forever them to walk home. And they're walking home, Kate's like, I'm sorry I got caught. You should have just let me come along. Right. She should be pissed at that like you guys fucked me, you abandoned me, like you should have let me come, you left me stranded. Of course I was gonna come. Michael's my friend too and also what the fuck why didn't you help me like Jack is Jack can save people he can't help people because that requires like mutual involvement yes that's so good (laughs) he he says I'm sorry too but he says it in a way that's like I'm sorry you did that too yeah exactly like that's how it sounds the way that he says that exactly I was like he's a He's saying he's sorry. He's not apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to a flashback. Jack comes home from the hospital. Julie Bowen's cleaning up dinner. Um, who is over? Mom, we were talking girl stuff. Who would you cast as Julie Bowen's <laughs> mother in this? Like my head went, went to like Francis McDormand. Oh. That's great. That's excellent. I don't suppose I can pick Viola Davis, can I? Probably not. I mean, that would be an interesting, you know, that would add a lot of depth to both characters. So yes, go for it. She could be adopted. I just want Viola Davis to kick Jack's ass. <laughs> yeah. He he comes over to help her do the dishes and she's like, you don't have to do that. Honestly, actually get away from me. She's actually probably like, please stop. You're yeah. going to make it, it worse. Yeah. It's cheaper than therapy. You should fucking go you to should, therapy. You can afford therapy. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheaper than therapy, <laughs> motherfucker! Like you just think you're so cute and charming, and just like Ugh. 
Every woman just eats right out of the fucking palm of your hand, you useless, useless, ignorant fuck. So they have a really nice night together. (laughs) (laughs) I know I haven't been here. I'm going to work less. I'm going to make things better. I am going to fix this. I'm fucking out, bro. Yeah. She's like, I'm fully packed. I'm leaving. Mom was here helping me pack. You didn't see the U-Haul next to your parking space? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even just like leaving you. I'm like leaving you now. You have been left. You've been left, sucker. And not just because you're gone, but because I'm getting dick elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing somebody and he listens to me. He treats me like a person. Gotta go, babe. Dick appointment. We saw in another episode after this one, Jack is incapable of of letting her go. He's stalking her. He needs to know what the other guy looks like. Hell yeah. Actually allows his paranoia to get so out of control that not only does he already know who she's sleeping with and is stalking him, but is also under the impression that his father, Christian, is also like her side corn or something. Like she's like stepping out, not only on Jack with her new boyfriend, but like her his dad as well. Amazing. Causing his father to fall off the wagon after like a 50 day dry oh spell my God. and go on just like a sick bender <laughs> well that totally makes sense because jack is like quintessential only views women in the madonna whore complex thing yeah. Yeah. so she's his perfect wife and then she's not his wife so dissonance okay she's a fucking demon jezebel like everything and it's just like she's just julie bowen with cute little eyebrows yeah, she just and like, i want to tell you yeah. you suck Yep. It's a secret third thing. She's just sick of your shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Had she walked away because she's like, we are not working out and you kiss somebody else, right? He would have been like, well, that's that. Even though she was on her way out, the fact that, Mm -hmm. but she's fucking another man. I can't have that. You know what it would have become? It would have been him saying, oh, it was all me. Like almost taking all the responsibility in a like ownership way because he still he can't let other people in everything is on him either the success of a thing or the failure of a thing is all him or it was done all to him right yeah so he would have been like i've made myself better i was evil and i did this and i lost her and i'm gonna get it back and she'd be like you are not that special i am doing stuff with someone else now sorry jack but you have a very average white penis there's nothing Mm -hmm. special about it contrary (sighs) to what somebody must have told you along the way yeah society <laughs> Someone lied to her. You'll always need something to fix. Thanks, Julie Bowen, for stopping by. She will never be in the show ever again. We've seen every episode she's been. <laughs> she was in three episodes. Elena, you got to see two of them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, cut to the beach. Uh, Jack yeah. heads over to Ana Lucia. Hey, I heard you're a cop. Do you know how to murk a bunch of folk? I certainly do. How long do you think it would take to che- teach all of these knuckleheads to be an army? Smash cut to black. Jack, you're a fucking maniac. He saw a cult leader and went, ooh, career opportunities. I heard from Saeed, the soldier, that you were a cop. I'm going <laughs> to ask you how long it would take to train an army. I can't trust that brown man. And you're... A brown woman. More white. (laughs) Soldiers are taught like rules of engagement and stuff though, and cops aren't. So like if you want to fuck some shit up, super fair fair. point. Go to the cop. We just need these people to start blasting. I'm not looking to take prisoners. That's why I'm here with you. Yeah. Said to be all like, we need to treat them with dignity. We shouldn't just kill them just because they're the others. And you're like, how many guns do we have? (laughs) (laughs) What's your stance Uh. on body cam? Like an always on or like a cover it with your hand kind of thing. Like lost. Lost. The hunting party. The hunting party is the three of them hunting for Michael, I guess. Uh, Whatever. Lost. The hunting party. Um, I guess the hunting party is maybe the three dudes looking for Michael. Maybe. There's no way to know. Maybe they're a party that's being hunted by the others. I I like that. I don't fucking know. It would be nice if we we could just move on to the end of the episode here, but... First things first. (laughs) (laughs) We have a Mobisode. Yes. Jack, meet Ethan. 
Ethan Jack. This is our 10th Mobisode. Originally aired on January 7, 2008 for Verizon and January 14, 2008 on ABC.com. It takes place on uh, the fourth day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. It was written by Lindelof and directed by Jack Bender. Cool. Um, I forgot to watch it. I was not shared it. <laughs> so we got a special treat for all y'all in the Laldom. We're going to do this Rift Tracks style. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about it while we watch it. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, so if you out there in the Laldom want to do this fucking like Dark Side of the Moon in Oz style, <laughs> um, this video is two minutes and 31 seconds long. Uh, the user's Artem Bar. It'll probably be the first thing that shows up when you Google this shit, but we're going to yeah. hit play in uh, three, two... One, go. Lost Lost in pieces. pieces. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jack, meet Ethan, meet Jack. Ah, it's a skinwalk. Wisconsin, baby! (laughs) Uh, Ethan's helping round up the medicine. I got Uh, these roofies. brought over uh, the suitcase from... Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He <laughs> <laughs> brought over my check bag. <laughs> there are a lot of drugs in there. Holy shit. He's Ethan, by the way. I'm Jack. They are holding 19 pill bottles. <laughs> he looks like something happened to Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Tom Cruise at Family Barbecues is like, man, I'm I'm so I'm so happy. I'm better looking than him. I would have his career if I looked like that. Oh, oh Mega Mega she Preggers. Is, she is one hundred percent not pregnant. pregnant. That is a one hundred percent prosthetic stomach. Yep. <laughs> make now out. Kiss. Make out. Kiss. Just kiss. He Ethan's flirting with him. Oh, there is some sexual tension here. We can cut that with a knife. <laughs> and yet, Jack is one of the most sexless creatures I've ever yeah, yeah. seen. Well, he's, he's got like, hair like a Lego man. <laughs> it's brutal. It's bad. It's like when they paint Ken's hair on, but like don't yeah. give it like sculpting. He's, like, he's less sexless than a Ken doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ken is a beautiful creature. Jack is there. My wife died at childbirth. Jesus. Okay, Ethan's trauma dumping. I'm going to take this baby. Yeah. I'm a real character. She died in childbirth because I strangled her to death. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that might actually be true because he might have brought his wife to the island for the pregnancy test. Uh, I mean, he's lying, right? He's got to be full of shit. Uh, so some some uh, hypothetically uh, in an, in another situation, um, informa- hypothetically important information has been shared in this missing piece. Um, Ethan had a wife and she died in childbirth, or the baby died. I couldn't. They I, both died. Okay. Um, also, there were more drugs on that flight <laughs> than fucking Willie Nelson's private jet, like. <laughs> The, these missing pieces um, swing wildly from uh, pointless to meaningless. And um, <laughs> the, the A only, nice pairing for this episode. <laughs> uh-huh. The only thing that makes any of this worth it is when we... Like, honestly, part of me wants to do a full hour on Jin has a Templar tantrum on the golf course, but we're not going to... We'll just. Think, well, well, I mean, we'll see. You could do it as like a very special Christmas episode. It's so, it's oh, so good. Oh yeah, it's so good. Anyway, there you go. Jack, Ethan, Ethan, Jack. Ethan's a skinwalker. Jack's weird. Uh, Lego man. Um, they. The. Uh, this kind of explains why they have a shitload of drugs too. Like some guy had a fuck suitcase full of fucking pills. Listen, man. You ever take Ambien and then try jerking it off? It's fucking wild. Uh, <laughs> 
Anyways, enough about college. Did we like it? Was it good? Yep, that's a question we always got to ask ourselves here at the end of Lost on Lost. We're going to talk about the hunting party. Did we like it? Was it good? Elena, kick us off. I like bad TV. Sure. Uh, I mean, who because it, yeah, like the way I always describe it is if you have media of any sort that has holes in it, those are puddles for you to jump around and splash in and make Ooh, something yeah, out yeah, of. It's sure. fun. Yeah. Like that is the essence of transformative fandom. But you do still need like something <laughs> to work with. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like this episode just didn't give a lot to play with. Yeah, at sure. all. The only thing for me that it really reiterated was that Jack kind of sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I would say worse than anything. It just wasn't fun. Yeah. yeah. JP, what's uh, what's your official verdict? Did not like it. Was not good. It's not even, you know, because we've said in the past, like, oh, this episode is not great and I'm not going to remember it. I will actively remember this episode for how much I disliked it. Fair. Adam. Uh, no, didn't like it. Don't think it was good. It commits that one cardinal sin of television uh it's boring Mm -hmm. yeah too much of it is boring there are a couple of interesting little cool things in it the sun stuff is neat um that's like less than three minutes of the episode putting in a little drama like this is kind of the kickoff of the other the war between the others and the survivors it's Mm. coming in episode 11 of season two light him up was cool yeah that's a cool moment that's fuck five seconds of the episode closed room episodes which is essentially what when they continue to walk through the jungle this is right yeah can be really interesting that's where you have interesting conversations and weird character moments and have people react out of proportion and other people call them on it. All they had was time in this episode and they didn't use it for anything. They used it to just walk. Yeah. It was boring. Imagine an episode of Jack and Locke locked in the fucking safe together. The the Waiting for Godot episode. Shot in real time. They're in there for 45 minutes and then finally at the three minutes before the end of the episode they hear the the toner come off and the episode ends with the door cracking open we don't even see who mm-hmm. opened who, who let them out that'd be amazing they could find some crazy dharma shit you could do so many cool things and they did mm-hmm. the hunting party banished to the pile of lost episodes that are not great but maybe maybe a little maybe a little shining ray of light somewhere in this uh, in this episode <laughs> little, little um, twinkles the lost mvp is always something we look forward to because you know even even in the doldrums of the hunting party and homecoming and, and all these other kind of lackluster episodes that uh, we we've come across here in our journey through the show somebody's always bringing the right game the lost mvp elena for the hunting party who's yours saeed's tank top saeed's tank top Ooh. that'll work he just beautifully just... lounges against yeah. stuff and also my girl Julie, of course. Oh, of course. I Julie can't Bowen. not. Her eyebrows. I think that was my MVP last time was Julie Bowen's I think, eyebrows. I, I believe so. Had that in the metrics, so she's got it twice. <laughs> Honorable mention, Julie. Julie Bowen's eyebrows. JP, what do you say? I'll non-ironically give it to Jin. He's becoming a, more of an active listener in his relationship. He's committed to making things better with his wife, who he does love, uh, but he recognizes he's got work to do. Jin, you're growing as a person. Thank you. We love to see it. We love to see uh, a growing king. Wow. <laughs> Adam. The Vincent. <laughs> the dog? Yeah. Dog, dog can't do no wrong. No, you know what? I, I'm giving it to Tom. I'm giving it to Tom. The light him up thing's oh, cool. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. light him up thing's cool. I don't know. I always did. I ever like I've been looking forward to that moment since yeah. for a while. I was like, I can't wait to because like we've I've accidentally seen it in the recaps a couple times. And yeah, I've just been looking yeah. forward to it. Because yeah, this is kind of like the like I said, sort of the kickoff to the the survivors versus the mm-hmm. others uh, open hostilities. And that's yeah. that's neat. Yeah. Drama kids go off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the flip side <laughs> of this segment, the lost forever. Who sucks shit? Who's the worst? Elena start us off is it a contest it's jack obviously in the past the present all of it i okay again i was a supernatural fan and sufferer for a very long time there is a line in supernatural where i believe it's crowley says about dean he doesn't have relationships he has applications for sainthood and that's all i could think about watching jack yeah he does not 
engage with people. He yeah. has decided who they are and what their relationship is before going through it and mm -hmm. judges them based on how well they're meeting that standard, but does not hold himself to that same standard. And he's boring and has a bad haircut on top of it. Like at least Sawyer has funny quips. Jack is so boring. Well, he has quips. He has quips, fair <laughs> enough. He sometimes will get a good zinger in and you'll be like, that was pretty good. JP. Uh, uh, Jack. Jack, For yeah. every reason that we talked about in this episode, Adam. It's hard to be funny about the loss forever when somebody sucks so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to give them their lumps and hope they get better. <laughs> Jack, yeah. fucking figure it out, bro. That's it. Lena, thank you so much for taking the time. Yes. Come back to Lost on Lost. My pleasure. You got anything you want to plug? Yeah. I uh, So I make uh, TikToks where I am secretly putting in all of my like master's degree on yes. like, media analysis and all that, you know, everything from Foucault all the way to Helene Ciseaux, like all of that stuff. But I focus it on stuff like Stranger Things and about how we can tell what Steve's college application essay says and why that makes him a really fun character. So I talk about all that dumb shit on TikTok. My username is Peter Pantomime. Um, and that's the same name. name I use. Thank you very much. Uh, that's the same name I use on YouTube as well, where I'm going to start posting long form videos. Uh, we will link that stuff in the show notes. Go follow Lena on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Come talk. And then follow us on TikTok. We have an account. We never post to it. It's just <laughs> ours. I think I reposted a lost TikTok once from it. Oh, really? Accidentally. <laughs> JP, what are we watching next time? Oh, man. Next time, hopefully it's better. Yeah, if you want to be lost with us next time, we're going to be watching season one, episode six, House of the Rising Sun. Anyone want to guess who the centric character is? <laughs> Walt. <laughs> Son, God bless it. Yeah, this um, is the, this is um. We talked about this a while back. Um, yeah, this is the other side of an episode right. we've seen already, and so we watch it on uh, out of order because we're awesome. And uh, this is the chronological first part of that same episode, and it's gonna be fucking dope because Sun rules. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one so and fuck man we're getting to we're getting down to it after you know this one this one and then three more and then that's uh that's the break baby yeah we've got wow. some exciting content well mm -hmm. we've got some content got some for content you guys we'll, <laughs> we'll talk more about it at a later date exactly but, uh, so. in the meantime we want to thank you all for uh sticking it out with us getting through this whole weird episode no weird missing pieces uh and thank you just everyone out there for tuning into this episode yep. of lost on lost yep thank you so much i'm adam i'm jp do you have any idea I'm what's Elena. going on and oh, she's Elena. How dare. <laughs> do you have any idea what's going on on the show nope. not a clue me neither Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>